Well, so many good things happening. I, I, last Sunday, I was driving down I-5 in California, listening to the service, feeling the presence of God. I, I love that. I always just felt like, I mean, it's not quite like being in the room, but I'm telling you, uh, the Lord was present there on I-5 from Reading to Sacramento. And uh, I'm just so thankful for what God's doing, what He's releasing. I'm really excited about this season and what He's given me to share this morning. Um, We are here to encounter Jesus and to transform cities with His power and His love. And I'm excited about the rest of 2021. Like, we're not here to just fade out this year. And and I want to share some things the Lord has has put on our hearts. Um, Andrew and I were praying several weeks ago, and the Lord just spoke to us about ending this year, like about church on fire, houses on fire, homes on fire. And then I was so encouraged, Josh, you shared that word last Sunday, and uh, about, the, about the angels of fire over us. And I just want to say yes to that word, that I, I believe that's happening, and so So I want to just uh, talk this morning about church on fire, and I want to look in the book of Acts. Is it okay to look in the book of Acts? Does anybody love the book of Acts? Does anybody believe that you're still a part? Like, God's still writing this. Like, the Holy Spirit has not stopped acting (laughs) and moving, and He didn't just move through Jesus on the earth. He didn't just move through 12 apostles. He didn't just move through a few guys back then. He's moving now. And I believe we live in the most exciting time to ever be alive. These are amazing days. And I believe we're right on the forefront of some things. And so this morning I want to talk about church on fire. And the good news about starting a fire is that it doesn't take a lot usually to start a fire if the conditions are right. And I believe in our nation, I believe in our city, that conditions are right for the fire of God to sweep over our nation like nothing we've ever seen. We've seen great awakenings, we have heritage, but I believe we ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) I believe you ain't seen nothing yet. And that God has so much more for us. So I want us to look in Acts chapter 13, verse 38. And Paul and Barnabas are preaching. They're they're sharing the gospel. He says, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him, who's him? Speak his name, Jesus. And Wesley, what a great job leading us. So powerful, our declaring the name of Jesus this morning. (laughs) So good. And through him, everyone who believes is freed from all things. That's a pretty good promise right there. Right? Stuck in the middle of Acts 13. Everything from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. The law, trying to live up to things, just trying to do good, trying to do your best, is not going to bring freedom. Freedom comes through one name and one relationship, and that is with Jesus Christ. And so the next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. Now, I want us to read that this morning and just dream about that. What does it look like to see whole cities assembled to hear the word of the Lord? 
And why wouldn't God do it again? With as much as the enemy has done in this season, don't you know your God is up to something greater? With the world afraid of a pandemic and disease and all these things right now, is the healer going to be silent? Absolutely not. He is up to something amazing. And so when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and they began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and they were blaspheming. And so I just want us to see that revival and intense opposition go together. Because I don't want us to think that just because there's some opposition out there like, well, everything's off. No, that means things may be going just according to plan. And there's going to be opposition. Not everybody is going to be excited about this move of God. And this was actually opposition from religious people. And so the word of the Lord was being, verse 49, was being spread through the whole region. I love that. But the Jews incited the devout women of prominence and the leading men of the city and instigated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. So again, we've got revival and intense opposition. And I I just want us to be ready because I want us to understand that as there is opposition, that you're not the first person to experience opposition for the name of Jesus. And you won't be the last. And we may give our lives for standing up for our faith. We don't know. But all over the world right now, we have brothers and sisters who are laying down their lives for the name of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 22, you will be hated by all because of my name. But it's the one who's endured to the end who will be saved. Now, they meant, that may not be your theme verse, but I want to tell you, <laughs> you may not have it highlighted, <laughs> but it's in there. And the man we've been singing about this morning said it. And so, not everyone's going to like you. <laughs> All right, so what do we do? Acts thirteen fifty one. They were thrown out of the city. They were opposed. It even it does use the word their persecution. And so what they did, they shook off the dust of their feet in protest against them, and they went to Iconium. And I, I feel like something we've got to learn in this season, and we're going to do this this morning, is literally we're going to shake off the dust of the stuff that's come against us. And, and you know, the more... The more I I read these passages, I'm convinced that when Jesus says things like shake the dust off your feet, it's not just a nice symbolic thing. I really believe something happens and that our actually moving and shaking the dust and shaking our feet is actually important. They're actually learning this so much even in counseling. Like so much of counseling these days, like you don't, you don't just sit there and talk to a counselor. You actually do something. It's important. I got a counselor the other day as I was forgiving was having me like just even tap, tap my finger. And, and the movement was an important part of, of my releasing that forgiveness. 
They're, they're learning so much about this. And Jesus right here is saying, look, I literally want you to shake the dust off your feet. Luke 10, 10, whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, but whatever city you do enter and they do not receive you, go out in the streets and say, I got it twice, I want to make sure we got it. Even the dust of your city, which clings to our feet, we wipe off and protest against you, yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near you. And so Jesus is telling his guys, hey guys, here's what you do, it's going well, but also, it's not always, people are not going to receive you, and here's how I want you to be free so that you can move right on. And see, I believe that we're coming into this place of resilience, that persecution and opposition isn't going to knock us down for three weeks, for three years, that we're going to learn to get right back up and get in that place of strength in God. So trauma, he's, Jesus told him, he said, speak. And then he had a movement. He said, I want you to shake it off. And then they go, go to the next city. And so we're going to be moving forward in the midst of opposition. And yes, there may be some ashes, but we serve a God who's given us the Holy Spirit, who's given us anointing, and he gives us a garland, a crown of victory instead of ashes. And so there are going to be times we walk through some ashes. There's going to be time there's dust to shake off our feet, but we live with the garland instead of ashes. All right. Recently, a, a pastor friend was, was battling COVID, and I just had this sense when I saw this that he was not, it was really struggling with the, with the COVID. Immediately when I saw it, I knew in my spirit that the COVID was latching on to trauma. And I knew that three or four years earlier, he had had a, a very intense sickness because I prayed for him during that time, and the Lord had me give him a word about his future in that season. It didn't really, I mean, at times it didn't look like he was going to make it. And then uh, the Lord said to me, there's trauma from that previous sickness in his cells. And he needs to rise up and declare that that trauma leaves his cells and then the COVID will leave. And he messaged me later. He said, your word was spot on. And so getting the trauma out and declaring that that trauma leaves in Jesus' name and that there's healing, even, at, even in our cellular level. You know, they're learning that, like, you know, your cells, your DNA, like there's actually memory in, in, the, in the cells. And, and so we have been given the power to release a garland instead of ashes. All right. So I want us to land here on verse 52. You with me? All right, we're going to have a good time. The disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. All right, I, you've, you've got some context now of, of what these disciples were living in, but this is what I want us to see this morning. One, I want us to look at disciples, and I know Andrew's preached about uh, disciples just a while back. A disciple is a follower of Jesus. Jesus... When he got in the boat, he called disciples and they followed him. That's what disciples do. 
And I believe this morning that I'm speaking to some disciples. I believe I'm speaking to some followers of Jesus. And I believe you're here to just keep taking steps with Jesus wherever he leads you. And I believe he clearly leads you. I believe you hear his voice and you know him. I believe you know his presence. You know what it's like for him to direct and lead your life. You are a disciple. And I just want to declare over to us as followers, over us as followers of Jesus, that we are following him into moments of opportunity. And as those who keep taking steps, following Jesus step after step after step, we, he is preparing for us and has prepared for us moments of opportunity that we are about to step into. And I'm not talking about way out there in the future. I believe as we end 2021 that Jesus has prepared moments of opportunity for your family. And that there are going to be moments where we have that opportunity to see a fire ignited as a disciple and as a follower of Jesus. And I feel it's very important for us as we go into this season that we're not be thinking like we're just going through a holiday season as usual because God may want to ignite a fire and burn in your family this season. And people may be more ready for it than you've ever thought or expected. Jesus' disciples continue to follow him. And so as a people in this season, we are going to follow Jesus into moments of opportunity that he has prepared. We're going to walk right into them with him. Matthew 4, 19, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So a church on fire, disciples continue to follow Jesus. That's what disciples do. So the disciples, say disciples, were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So I want us to look at the next phrase in the passage, just to take it apart here this morning. They were continually filled with joy. You know, I'm thankful for a church that has been willing through the years to step into joy. And I was just thinking about things that I've experienced since I've been here and some of you and, and how those who have been here in the past have been willing to step into joy even when it seemed crazy. And I've, I remember, you know, services, entire services spent in laughter. That's your crazy forefathers here. Steve Williamson and Sue Ellen back there were, were here. Mary was here. Hi, Mary. I love Mary Houston. You're amazing. I remember services in this room where the Holy Spirit said, well, there was a season where the Lord actually told us to blow bubbles for a month in church. Yeah. Yeah. Walt and Diane, you remember that? You know, the funny thing was, and it was, now, you got to know, that stretched me. 
okay? I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm like, yeah, bubbles? And so we blew bubbles. And you, you want to know the, the greatest fruit from our blowing bubbles was we saw the Lord move in men. Like, <laughs> men, <laughs> their lives were touched, they got on fire, stuff broke off of them. While we blew bubbles, come on. But I just want to say that there's been crazy joy in this house, and joy expresses in many ways. Joy doesn't have to be all crazy things. Joy can be just what you have inside of you that doesn't always have some kind of crazy outplaying of it. But Our greatest days of joy as a church are not in our past, but are in our future. And I just want to declare over your life that your greatest days of joy are still ahead of you. And I want us to know that this is the time for joy. I don't know if you've heard this voice, but I've heard it. This is not a time or a season to be filled with joy. Can we just laugh at that? (laughs) Oh, it's not? Okay. Because, you know, if you listen to that voice, there's never going to be a right season to be filled with joy. Joy is made for times like this. And so, we as a body, you know, I don't... One of, one of my prayers for us is, Lord, I want us to be the most joyful church in the city. I, I really do. So the disciples, the followers of Jesus, were filled with joy. What if you were so full of joy that people wonder what you're on? I really like that sentence. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that's about how joyful you're supposed to be. Because you're on the greatest source of joy that there is. Holy Spirit himself is inside of you producing joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And James 1 says, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And so joy is for times like this. Joy was for them in the midst of the persecution, in the midst of being cast out of the city, people rising up against them. The disciples were known for joy. So a church on fire is going to burn with joy. And convergence is going to burn with joy. So the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Let's just take it phrase by phrase. Don't you love the Word of God? And when you study the Word of God, you want to to look at the context. You want to look at what's around the verses you're reading. And then you just want to take a verse and just take each word even and dwell on it for a moment. Disciples. I had one guy tell me even just sometimes I've read the verse, and each time you read it, you emphasize the next word in the Scripture. Have you ever done that? So you just say, and the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And the disciples 
and the disciples. And, and it's, it's a great way just to, to go through and study the Word. So they were filled continually with the Holy Spirit. So here we are around 48 A.D. at this point in the book of Acts, Pentecost around 33 A.D., 15 years later, the fire is still burning. And I want to tell you something this morning. The fire has not stopped burning. And Holy Spirit is still moving. I was just reading, you know, there's periods of history where we kind of think the Spirit of God didn't move. But, you know, God has moved all throughout history. Justin Martyr, around 150 A.D., in his dialogue with Trypho, wrote, For the prophetic gifts remain with us even to the present time. It's possible to see among us women and men who possess the gifts of the Spirit of God. Irenaeus, around 170 A.D., and against heresies, writes, Others have foreknowledge of things to come. They see visions. They utter prophetic expressions. Others heal the sick by laying their hands on them, and they are made whole. Yea, moreover, as I have said, the dead even have been raised up and remain among us for many years. Come on. These are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Origen, around 220 A.D., testifies, For by these means we too have seen many persons freed from grievous calamities and from other distractions of mind, from madness, from countless other ills, which could not be cured neither by men nor devils. Augustine, around 400 A.D., was probably the first to theorize cessation until he experienced the miraculous. That until an outbreak of the miraculous in his church led him to change his thinking. And cessation is that when, when you see that written like that in this, this type of context, there are those who think that the gifts of the Holy Spirit ceased at a certain time. Uh, for many people, they believe that once we got the canon, and there's not many people that believe this really anymore, but those who do um, often try to say, well, once we got the canon of Scripture, we didn't need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. So, uh, no comment. <laughs> Cyprian, 240 A.D., around then, writes, for beside the visions of the night, even in the daytime, Innocent children among us are filled with the Holy Spirit. I love that. Seeing an ecstasy in their eyes and hearing and speaking those things whereby the Lord consents to warn and instruct us. Gregory the Great, around 580 A.D., wrote of raising the dead, healings, and a person saving a drowning youth by walking on water. Come on. Peter Cartwright, and I'm jumping way up now, 1,800 Kentucky camp meetings here. Hundreds fell under the mighty power of God as men slain in battle. You know, these guys would preach during the great awakenings in our nations. People would fall out of trees. The power of the Holy Spirit would, would come upon them. You will find the charismatic gifts functioning in the monks, Francis of Assisi, Bernard of Charbot. Hildegard of Bingen, the Waldenses, Martin Luther, who healed the sick and cast out devils, the Anabaptists, Wesley, and countless others. What an amazing heritage we have of the Holy Spirit moving throughout history. We live in the day when the Holy Spirit has been poured out. He has not gone 
back somewhere. He is not hiding. He is here. You live in the time of the outpouring. And the disciples in Acts 13 were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And you were created to live drunk with Holy Spirit, full of his presence. He loves to fill you. He is not waiting to fill you until everything in your life gets worked out. He wants to fill you now and he can work things out in your life. He wants to fill you so full that you don't have space for what you think has been holding you back. You know, I, 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 I was taught most of my life, it's like, you know, get things out of your life, and then the Holy Spirit will come in once you get it all out. Well, it's pretty hard to be filled. <laughs> but then I learned, like, no, the Holy Spirit actually wants to fill me right now so that there's not room for the other stuff. And so that I have power to begin to overcome, which comes from the Holy Spirit alone. I cannot do it in the flesh. And the Bible says, walk by the Spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Amen. All right. Woo! Come on. So, uh, just to give some credit there for online for some of those quotes. All right. Somebody's living in 2021, 1988 years away from Pentecost and the fire is still burning. The fire is growing. Holy Spirit is moving. There is revival. Nations, you hear, even as our friend Duncan Smith talked about what's happening with our brothers and sisters in China, Iran, God is moving all over the earth. And you're here as a testimony to it. And we're going to finish 2021, I don't know how you started it, but we're going to finish 2021 full of Holy Spirit, burning and on fire. We're not here to just make it through those last days of the year and make it through the holiday season with all the shipping problems and all the issues right now. <laughs> We're here to be filled with God. We're here to burn. And so Church on Fire continues to be filled with Holy Spirit. We don't have some kind of badge. I got that in 1981. What about you? I spake in tongues, spaketh. <laughs> nope. I want to tell you today the conditions are right. The conditions are right. You better watch out. You better watch out. The conditions are right in your neighborhood. You've been praying for your neighbors. The conditions are right. People are hungry. People are searching. And there is tremendous danger of fire <laughs> right now. You know, there are certain ingredients 
high winds, low humidity. Fire can spread rapidly in this condition. Outdoor burning is encouraged. <laughs> and the disciples of Convergence Fort Worth, so often when churches are mentioned, it's the church of a city, were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I want you to stand this morning. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, somebody come on up. Yeah, Jeff, be great. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. And Lord, I just, I know that you're going you're gonna to heal this morning as we shake off trauma. Lord, as you told us to shake off the dust Lord, there have been plenty of things to shake off in this season, and we're just so thankful that you've considered us worthy to live in a time like this. Lord, you've entrusted to us this season, these crazy times. Lord, we get to live right now in these days. Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We get to live right in this time when so many things have been disrupted. Thank you for choosing us and calling us. That it's not an accident that we're here right now at this point in history. Thank you that you weren't caught off guard in 2020 when it wasn't what we thought it would be. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you're not caught off guard, Lord, by what's going on in our nation right now. But you chose us. You entrusted life to us. And so, Lord, we come and we thank you that we can shake off trauma. We can shake off words, things that were spoken, curses even that we're released. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us a garland instead of ashes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to just for a moment recognize what we're, we're about to shake. We're about to move here. So I want you to get ready. Get your mind ready for that, your heart. But what, what are you going to shake off today? Maybe it's disappointment. I just felt like I saw some, some people literally shaking off allergies. Like somebody told you you had to wear allergies, you know, and it's like, let's just shake it off today. Let's shake it off. Let's shake it off. Trauma, fear, maybe something you've been through with your family in the last year. Words spoken, things that said to you, you've got to hold back right now. 
just make it through the season. We're going to shake it off. We're going to shake it off. So, so as, you, as you know what that is, I want you to literally shake. I want you to shake it off. I want you to get it off your feet, dust off your feet this morning. We're going to shake it off in Jesus' name. Lord, we shake off the trauma. We shake off the words spoken. We shake off the attempts to control us and hold us back. Father, we shake it off today in Jesus' name. We shake off oppression. We shake off witchcraft in Jesus' name. We say no. We shake off any assignment of Jezebel or residue from her junk. We say no, Jezebel. In Jesus' name, we do not tolerate you. We shake off the words of accusation in Jesus' name. We shake off the stress, the distress, the anxiety. We shake it off in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And I speak to trauma right now, and I say, be gone. Say that, trauma, be gone. Trauma, be gone. Speak to your body. Speak to your cells. Trauma, out, out. Gone, gone in Jesus' name. Every part of my being, trauma out of my cells now. In Jesus' name, out, out, off of me. I shake you off in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift up a shout. Woo, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And Father, I thank you that now is the time for joy. And I I just uh, declare a a rewiring. Some of you have an equation for joy that's going to be upgraded right now. You said, I'll be joyful when this. Nope, it's now. It's now. And I declare joy is now in your life. In Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you for the joy of the Lord coming, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It is like our fortress of strength. And I declare that laughter fills your home again, that laughter fills this temple of the Holy Spirit again, and joy unspeakable and full of glory. I declare the most joyful person to ever walk the face of the earth is inside of you right now and that you are not going to hide him. <laughs> and Father, I, 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 I ask that people literally would come to us and ask us what we're on. That we will not hold back the light of joy within us. Thank you, Father, for the joy of the Lord. And may we continually be filled with joy. And I just want to give you permission in whatever season you're in. You say, well, it's been a time of mourning. Well, part of sometimes the Lord breaks into times of mourning with joy and actually begins to heal and restore. It's something, it's not something that happens by human pressure, but it's something that our God does supernaturally. And so I, I bless you that you are a person full of joy. And I declare convergence. Lord, thank you for our heritage. Thank you for people, Lord, in 1993 
drunk with the Holy Spirit, willing to, to look pretty strange at times. Well, thank you for people, Lord, who early on in this room walked around and blew bubbles just because you said to. Lord, thank you for crazy joy. And may we live drunk with the Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you for moments that we're about to step into as followers of Jesus. And I bless you with boldness, with eyes to see for moments that Holy Spirit is opening up. Moments that no amount of money could buy or purchase but that Jesus Christ himself purchased for you. Moments of answered prayers that you are about to step into as a disciple and as a follower of Jesus. And I bless you with boldness to follow him off of the normal track and onto the track that he is walking on in this moment. I bless you to walk off the track that your family has become comfortable with and onto a new track with Jesus, wherever he leads you. I bless you when needed to break traditions to follow Jesus. Lord, we're not here to just have a nice end of the year, put up a tree. All that, Lord, we... I'm, I'm thankful for our holidays. But God, we're here to honor you, to glorify your name. So, Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Let us burn. Let us burn. Let us ignite fires in our city. Thank you, Jesus. You just say, Lord, I, I want to burn. I just, I feel like we need to move. I feel like we just need to come up front. Just saying, I want to, I choose to burn. I'm going to burn. I'm going to end 2021 on fire. I'm here to burn. Jesus. Jesus. stepped up, I saw like books in heaven being written about what we're about to step into. And I felt like the Lord was already writing them. Like he's prepared it ahead of time and we get to step into it. So Lord, we receive what is written in the books of heaven. We receive the plans, the destiny that you have over our lives in this season. Lord, we thank you for prodigals returning. In Jesus' name. How many of you say, hey, I need a, we need a prodigal return in our family? Raise your hand. Father, thank you for prodigals returning. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. 
And you know, even what we did today as we declared the name of Jesus, I just saw people in this room just bringing conversations back to Jesus. I saw people trying to go off. What about that? What about this? What do you think about all this? I saw Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You are our prize, our focus. And there is no other name that's been mentioned among men by which you must be saved. And so, Lord, we thank you for prodigals returning in this season. Lord, seeds that have been planted in them, Father, that you are watering those seeds and they are going to manifest the kingdom of God and righteousness in this season. And so, Father, thank you. I want you to put your hand on the shoulder of someone around you and just declare the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let them be continually filled with joy, Lord. Joy in the night. Joy in the day. for the fire of Holy Spirit, the fire of Pentecost, the fire of Holy Spirit to fill their lives again. secret you were not created to live empty you were created to live possessed with Holy Spirit overcome with Holy Spirit that's what every cell of your body and being was created for that to be his habitation God is looking for dwelling places not to hide deep inside but to be up on you in power. So I declare as you leave here today and bless you that Holy Spirit is upon you, that gifts of the Holy Spirit are stirred up in you, that you have dreams in the night, that you have encounters, and you even lead other people into encounters. You are a walking encounter with the living God. And I bless you to be aware of the heritage that you have from Pentecost given to you by Jesus Christ himself and how brothers and sisters throughout history have been filled and have manifest the presence of God on the earth. And this is your time. This is your hour. This is your hour right now. This is our time. And so, Lord, we say yes. We take our place.
We take our place as a church in this city in this time. We take our place in the nations. We take our place, Lord, to ignite fires over the earth. And we want to see our entire city gather to encounter you, God, and to know you. And we bless you for it. Thank you for entire families encountering you in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's say thank you, Lord.